0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
2: Welcome to the Inside Carolina post-game podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. with sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyTShirt.com. Remember to take care of them as they take care of us. And if you're a premium subscriber, get that 10% off their every, off your everyday order at their store uh, online or in person. I think there's some construction issues in downtown Chapel Hill at the moment, but they are certainly wanting your business. So take care of them, rate us and review us and all that stuff. I've got a couple guys with me for this post-game podcast. One of which is Michael Brooker. I'll bring him in first. Brooke, um, you mentioned UNLV. That might be the only post game you've done where Carolina's won the game. So, congrats, man. Well, I appreciate
0: it. I feel like I'm jinxing things. I need to bow out for the whole <laughs> year, but I'm glad to be a part of talking about a win.
2: It was certainly a game uh, that Carolina played well enough to win the entire time, only to allow Duke back in it. Dewey Burke joins us as well. Dewey, uh, your overall thoughts, man.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we we made some uh, just brutal mistakes down the stretch that made that closer than it should have been. Uh, But a couple of real highlights to focus on. Hats off to Mondo for making those four free throws because he was really struggling most of the game, missed a lot of bunnies, and could have hung his head, especially with how poorly we were shooting from the line, and he stepped up and made four big ones. Uh, And then the obvious one is Caleb Love and how well he played. Those two turnovers that he had late were – truly agonizing but this is the i texted you guys tantalizing this is the tantalizing type of player that we thought we were getting where uh he's explosive he can shoot it he can score in many different ways he facilitated seven assists um but he's still a freshman and still made those brutal turnovers down the stretch. but we did just enough and hats off to leaky as well making three or four down there and And uh, we found a way to win, and it feels like these are the games against Duke we've lost quite often of late, so it feels good to get one.
2: Yeah, you're 100% right about that. I mean, I said something about Duke living rent-free in these guys' heads. I mean, Jay Billis talks about this game always delivers. Well, it delivers a lot of the time because Carolina lets it deliver um, when games should have been taken care of. This one's the same way, but Mike, let's talk about Caleb Love. Uh, You know, this is the guy that everybody expected when he got to Carolina. If I have to ding him, it's the turnovers. There's five of them, and a couple of them were just like, what are you doing, turnovers? But he had seven assists, 25 points, I believe, and he made three of three uh, free throws and four or five from three. So just what a way to to get introduced to the Carolina-Duke rivalry, Mike.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's the – that's the Caleb love that everybody's talking about being one and done, you know, play, uh, playing like that. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of an up and down stretch here throughout the uh, part, early part of the year. But I think when he plays aggressively and gets downhill and, and attacks, I think I may have texted y'all that earlier when he attacks and and lets that be uh, where things start. uh, Then I think everything else, the, the shot seems to be a little, uh, better and you kind of get more of a rhythm and 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 so getting into the teeth there and he's had a nice little floater and and off the glass type of a shot so to see him attacking like that I think is very refreshing and it's and, it, and it's the way he's going to have to play if he's going to continue to um, you know lead us the way he did today and like you said he over dribbled a little bit late like Dewey said and um, those couple of turnovers could have easily, uh, caused us to lose that game ultimately, but his play, obviously we're not in that game without him, although we had great contributions from a lot of people. I think we had six guys and double figures and some really good performances, but, um, yeah, he was huge today, he really stepped up, made some big shots and, uh, yeah, definitely a way to get introduced to this rivalry, especially on the road.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing we've talked about a lot on um, this season about the lack of fans and how it could benefit young guys and I haven't always thought that because um, I, I kind of think guys get lost in the game when the place is going nuts and and say what you will about Cameron you guys know from a intimate um, observation there and I've seen it as well in person from press row and in the stands I mean it's just it's different in there and today um they didn't have to deal with that and love stepped up it would have been interesting to see how it worked Um, with a full place but it doesn't matter carolina wins 91 87 um, which i believe is probably the death nail for duke's ncaa tournament um, chances which is what i thought before the game definitely think it after dewey other than caleb love um, like mike said everybody came to play for the most part what was the difference in this game and the clemson game and as a former player and a guy that's lived it um, how do you feel about the the swings? I mean, it's unbelievable the difference that this team can look game to game, moment to moment almost.
1: It is, you know, but it, I would say this, you know, the good parts of today were really good, you know, when we were pushing the pace, getting stops, getting out in transition uh, more than we have, and obviously knocking down shots. That was the biggest thing. We shot the ball very well, 10 to 15 from three. We haven't had a game I don't think that I can remember close to that good, at least from a percentage perspective this year, um, got us up 10 in the first half, got us up 12 in the second half. But then we have those lulls where we seemingly forget how to, to play Carolina basketball at times. We, we lose our men on defense. We don't box out. Uh, we turn the ball over. And so we still have periods in this game, even though by and large, it was a better team effort that, that made you remember, I guess, that it's still the same team that, that played so poorly against Clemson. So it's the mark of a young team that we, we just scratch our heads sometimes at the way we play. Um, Because we've got this tantalizing point guard, you know, with size and ability like Caleb, you've got a young guy like Dayron down there that makes a couple highlight reel plays. And then we have possessions where it just doesn't look like we've ever been coached. So we've talked a lot. It's going to continue to be two steps forward, one step back. And, you know, though it always feels good to beat Duke, they're not a good Duke team. So we should have easily won this game by 17, 18, 20, uh, especially the way we were shooting it. But we we just had enough turnovers, enough defensive mistakes to allow them to hang around, to make it uncomfortable there at the end. Uh, But but to me, it's just the mark of a young team. We're just going to continue to to do head scratching things and then make plays where we're so impressed. I mean, a couple of those threes that Caleb hit in the second half were such big shots and such gutty, you know, gutty times in the game to step up and rip it. And then we have two possessions late where he just, it looks like he couldn't dribble, you know? So it's, we are who we are. And um, it makes you wish everyone comes back because we've got a chance with a lot of the talent to be something special, maybe in a year or two.
2: You're right about that last point. The, these guys all come back except uh, Playtech and Garrison. I guess they, they graduate and move on. They, this team is certainly trending towards being really, really good. Problem is it's 2021, and rarely do guys come back that need to. Let me ask you all, and this is a, a play I thought was a, just a huge moment in the game, and that was Garrison Brooks's rebound over the top of Wendell Moore. They're late. Billis said it. I said it when it happened. That, that's a grown man rebound that may have won the game for Carolina what'd you see from him tonight Mike
0: I just thought he was super solid obviously started out really strong I think he was up four for four and and had a nice you know nice turnaround the finish off the nice dish um, at the rim and just just really solid play Um, you know that senior leadership especially first time in Cameron regardless if there's fans or not um, with such a young backcourt um i think was big just having him in there solidifying the middle and and having been in some of those battles so you know he ended up with 12 points and six boards on five out of nine shooting missed a couple of free throws but i think he's just a steadying
1: force uh tonight especially um and didn't didn't force it brooke you know that was what i was happy yep. about he didn't so many times we throw it in him he forces it he just feels like he has to shoot it and part of me gets it because we turned it over so much yeah. but he didn't force it he let it come to him five for nine didn't you think
0: Oh yeah, definitely had that huge rebound. I think that one steal he had, he dribbled down full speed and and collected himself and fired one across the court to play tech for a big three to, you know, in rhythm three for him. And so, you know, I think he's a guy that can be a steadying force when, you know, some things aren't going great. And um, um, so that was really good to see. I thought the bigs ended up, you know, they ended up with about 40 points and, you know had a good night sharp was a monster 11 and 9 on five for five shooting so uh, it's nice to see those guys just continue to um obviously we didn't bring it very well against Clemson but for the most part they bring it and are very active and you know and continue to be our strong suit while we wait for the guards to continue to get where we think they can get
2: yeah, Baycott, 50% from the field, certainly not bad, not good for him the way he's been going. And he made some free throws late. Like you guys mentioned, he takes a beating and doesn't get many, yeah. many calls down there. Sharp um, certainly was a monster again. Um, nine rebounds, five of five from the field. Let me ask you, Dewey, about the wing play. And we've certainly drilled on Leaky back a plenty. And I guarantee you, Roy Williams has got a plenty of tape from tonight that he could drill on Leaky um, with some mind-numbing defensive lapses, but between Leakey and Kerwin Walton, you got eight of eight shooting. You got five of five from three-point line. Um, Walton didn't go to the line. Leakey hit three of four late. Uh, I mean, if Carolina can get that kind of project, uh, production out of the wing, uh, they certainly could do some damage this season, don't you think?
1: They could, yeah, and that's that's been our problem. We've just shot the ball so poorly from the perimeter consistently, and when you couple that with consistently turning the ball over it's just a recipe for struggling against teams that you should blow out and and losing games you shouldn't lose um so as we've said we shot the ball great 10 for 15 i mean we could have missed another seven or eight and still been happy with our percentage because we've had times where it feels like we've shot about 15 percent from three so kerwin it's i mean every time it leaves his fingers i think it's going and uh, and tonight it did. Leaky hit a big three early and made his free throws and, and made a a nice Chafe one dribble pull up in the second half when Duke was making a run. We we did just enough. You know, Duke never got up four or five. That would have been really demoralizing, based on some of the leads we had had in that game. They only ever got it to I believe two in the second half, and we always answered right back, even when they made their run. So uh, you know. Look, Le- Leakey's made mistakes defensively consistently enough that, you know, at some point you are who you are. And and I know coach says he, he feels like he could be one of the best defenders in the conference. And he certainly has the physical tools to do that, but he makes enough mistakes that, you know, either something's got to change or you are, who you are, but uh, you give him credit for stepping up and making free throws and having the guts to do that, hit that big jumper. Like I said, and, and well, I want, Uh, If we can find a way to get Kerwin eight, nine attempts, that'd be all right with me.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing. They do need to find a way to get him more than just four shots. If he's going to hit them all, um, let him keep shooting it. Mike, let's, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. And this is something we rarely talk about on this show because Carolina shoots it so poorly. But did they do anything differently defensively tonight against Duke than they've done this season? Or was it just simply an energy and effort and engagement thing? I think
0: they're I think they're playing hard, I mean, obviously we didn't do much running and jump stuff like we did you know against Clemson and gave up wide open threes. They obviously had some a uh, smaller lineup at times where they were able to drive and kick I mean I think they were eleven for twenty five from three and they shot at about the same clip we did from from three and from two, so they shot at a really uh, a really high rate so i don't I don't think we necessarily bothered them a ton um,
2: um but well, hurt, at the same time hurt only had what.
0: Yeah, I thought we bothered him a lot. To be honest, yeah. With what you.
2: what did they do on him? What did you see to do I, on him?
0: I think they just bodied him. They physically fiz- you know, had a long 6'9, whether it be Garrison or whomever, and just got up in him a little bit and made him put it on it the Made him guard, yeah. yeah. Made him um, guard on our end, right? Yeah, true. That too, yeah. I mean, pounded him inside, pounded the ball inside, and attacked the glass, that kind of thing. And then on the, the other end, like I said, they were kind of getting him up, getting up on him, making him put it on the deck, not letting him get comfortable and just step back there and, and fire it. So, um, you know, he had a little bit of foul trouble. He was out for a few minutes, but he, I don't think he stayed out terribly long to, to ultimately affect that part, you know, scoring part. We just didn't allow him to get comfortable, and, and I think that was be physical with him because he's not a physical player. He's very skilled and very uh, – he can shoot it, and, but if, if you put a body on him like that and make him put it on the deck, obviously he's not nearly as good as he has been
2: uh, this year. Dewey, last couple questions. Carolina, uh, well, second half, n- neither team played defense. Duke shot 60%. Carolina shot fifty-four and a half. and um, But Carolina was at least somewhat more opportunistic in the second half in finishing some of those possessions. They did not do that. Duke had two offensive rebounds in the second. I think they had 11 second-chance points in the first half, which is something that I know drives the coaches crazy. You play defense good for 30 seconds and then give up – a offensive rebound, is always a dagger three out there. Um, would Roy Williams, if you're Roy Williams, Dewey, what is he pleased about other than the shooting percentage and the win? What did he see tonight that makes him hopeful that Carolina continues to get better?
1: Yeah, well, he's going to be happy with Caleb playing with confidence. And that's, that's a big thing that he has said, meaning Caleb, and we've talked about on this podcast that he – Coach loves when he has a dynamic scoring point guard. You think about uh, – just think about since he's been at Carolina, the great point guards he's had, Kendall being the exception because he was such a pass-first player, but Raymond and Ty and then obviously Kobe, Cole, and and how Caleb's playing now. Um, we play very well when we have a dynamic scoring point guard. And so he's going to take a lot of confidence uh, from – Caleb's confidence. And then looking at the stat sheet in the second half, I believe Duke out rebounded us in the first half and we killed them on the glass in the second half, 22, 13, eight offensive rebounds to their two. And coach always loves to make more free throws than the other team attempts. And in the second half, we were 10 for 16. They were zero for two. So what does that tell you that we attacked the glass? We got to the free throw line. And even though we missed a bunch early and, uh, and De'Aaron missed uh, some that were, that were critical, we made, I think, seven of our last, or eight of our, mm, nine of our last ten. Mono went four for four, Kayla went two for two, and Leakey went three for four. So we made them when they counted. We made more than they attempted, and uh, and we got the ball inside into the rim to get fouled and go to the free throw line, whereas they clearly only shooting two free throws. They were not attacking the rim. So we were the aggressor. We won the backboard, and uh, he also would have loved the pace of the game because it's as, as, – as brutal as that clemson game was to score in the 50s we haven't had a ton of games where we scored up in the 90s and to to get 91 points and play with a little more pace is what coach williams is going to be happy to see you
2: know carolina scored 50 in the second half tonight scored 50 down in death valley the other night i would wager that duke has not been 0 for 2 from the free throw line in a half in in two decades Especially not in Cameron. Yeah, I mean, that that, <laughs> right. that stat right there is just like, wow, that's an eye-popper. Mike, close it. Um, over, uh, Your overall thoughts moving forward. I mean, Carolina's still got some work to do for the NCAA tournament. I think they're in at this point. It, you know, I, I don't even know if it matters, um, given the nature of this season. But what's this team need to continue to do to get better as this schedule gets a little tougher as we go? I think just to continue to, to focus on – You know, like Dewey
0: said earlier, playing Carolina basketball, not trying to do too much, not trying to over-dribble, you know, like those last couple possessions and just, you know, do what we do well. Um, Move that thing, get it inside, work it inside out. Um, I do think ultimately we need a little more, you know, tonight from the bench. I I just looked at the numbers while Dewey was um, talking. I think we were one for 14 from everybody except for Dayron. Dayron was five for five. Obviously he was huge but everybody aside from him was one for 14 and just did not add much to the mix. And so we need, we need a little more production from from the guard play off the bench and we have gotten it in the past, of course. So obviously this may be a one game sample size, but you know, the balance was great from the scoring perspective. Um, Like I said, got to the free throw line, got to continue to hit those a little higher clip, I think, especially in these close games. But we, like Dewey said, we were nine for 10 late. So that was huge, but just continue to see the guard play, um, cutting down on those turnovers and continuing to see Caleb play with that
2: attacking downhill style. And I
0: think we'll continue to see some good results, even as the schedule starts to, to um, get a little tougher.
2: Dewey, your lasting thoughts. You got a lot of FaceTime on this broadcast. Um, you know, they showed you quite a few times holding your buddy back. And in mm-hmm. the, uh, the interludes there between games. But your lasting thoughts on Carolina getting a win against Duke and Cameron.
1: Yeah, it's Caleb Love for me. I mean, to for him to go get twenty-five and seven in in Cameron. I don't care if the fans were there or not. That's a hard place to go play and win. And uh, he was confident. He attacked downhill, like Brooks said. And uh, he has the ability to take us to another level. We know our bigs are good. We know when we play on the ball inside that uh, we get good results, and we're going to win the backboard almost every night. Um, but I think as Caleb goes, we will go because if. If he is demanding six, eight, ten eyes on the offensive end, it's just going to open up more shots for the bigs, more shots for Kerwin. So I want to look back and say this was the game where Caleb arrived, and hopefully we can say that when we look back.
2: Great point there um, about the eyes on him. He certainly played it. 25 points in Cameron, your first game in Cameron. You can't beat that for for the young guy, especially how he struggled this season. Carolina wins it. In Cameron, ninety-one eighty-seven over Duke. Uh, Duke falls to seven and seven, and what five and five in the conference. Wow, I think they're done this season. We'll see. Michael Brooker, Dewey Burke. I always appreciate you guys taking the time, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Tommy. Yep. Support Johnny T-shirt and rate us and review us. We'll talk to y'all again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTshirt.com where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.
2: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition.